What is up, everybody? Welcome back to The Shed yet again. We have a fun episode for you today. Today, I am talking to my dad about his experience and journey with cannabis and some of his music. This is obviously a really special episode for me because I do love my dad and I um, am very interested in his experiences growing up because he is also um, someone who fostered a very accessible and safe experience for me when I started smoking cannabis. So I just wanted to kind of see his side of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll cut to him in a few minutes. My dad is also an amazing musician. So at the end of this episode, for about 10 minutes, you're going to be able to hear some of his music, which is really nice. So once you're done finishing um, this episode, sit back, grab a joint, grab a bowl, grab a pipe, grab an anything, and just listen to some sweet tunes by my dad. But in the meantime, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Some more cool topics are coming soon. <coughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are here. And um, doing a podcast with my dad today. I'm really excited for this. Um, say hi. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is my dad, Mark. Mark Gesso. Oh, well, thanks for having me. It's <laughs> a ple- pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming. I'm glad that you're here today. Um, I wanted to talk to you today about, like, kind of your experience with cannabis and weed versus, I guess, mine in, like, a much more, like... Uh, I guess, accessible atmosphere that I live in today where it's legal and there's retail for it and there's stores. Whereas when you were a kid and when you were a teenager and growing up, it was not nearly like that, correct? That's correct. I mean, obviously, back in my day, it was um, illegal. And uh, we had to, you know, find it through various sources, some of them very questionable, you know, (laughs) to a certain degree. Um, you know, I've, I've certainly had some experiences in the past with, uh, unfortunately, with uh, questionable dealers and, <laughs> and the police to, you know, and um, so, yeah, like back back in my day, like, I mean, when I started, you know, smoking up on, and I don't know if I should say this, but I was probably around like 14. That's fine. I know a lot of my friends actually started around that time as well. And um, do you remember what your first time smoking weed was like? Or remember this, how it went down or anything like that? I remember I was with a bunch of friends and we were actually, there was this guy, Hamad, and he had a Pinto, an old... What's that? A Pinto is an old car. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's it's a really, really old car from like the 70s and early 80s. And we used to drive around in his car and and go to the Science Center and, and go to uh, the beaches and we would smoke pot in the car. And that was before I even was really you know knew anything about it or 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 uh or, or even purchased it the you know, all the guys that i was with would have it and we would smoke it in the car and i guess that was and and and, and it was funny because we would in the in the middle of the summer and the heat we would keep the windows down and smoke in the car and just leave the smoke in the car yeah <laughs> and uh so that was my first experience and it, it was pretty good my first experience i don't think i was like you know really do you remember how you felt i just felt relaxed Very, very, very relaxed. And um, so I I guess that was my first experience. Okay, nice. Yeah. What, like, when you bought it or went around with it, like, how, what what, what were the street prices like then? Because at least before it was legal, when I was smoking at least, it was usually like probably like around like $10 a gram. Yeah, it was about the same thing. Okay. We used to, uh, there was a place that I used to go. Or well, a couple of places, and they were very shady 
places. Hmm. There was a place on um, Finch and Leslie. It was it was a townhouse complex that's in Toronto for in, people who don't know. Yeah, sorry, that <laughs> was that's Toronto area, North yeah. York area, and um, there was a place uh, a townhouse complex called Brahms, where we used to go and buy. And it was very, very shady. Like you never knew. You, you never. There, there was like all kinds of competition. There was probably about three or four guys dealing, and they were always trying to like kind of swoon you over and get your business over the other guy. And I, I remember going and we used to go there and buy stuff. And um, there was this one guy in in his backyard. He had actually dug a hole. In what? His, he had actually dug a hole in his backyard and put his picnic table over it. And when you went in to purchase like a gram or whatever, which we usually we would usually do, gram at a time, gram at a time, uh, he would move his picnic table over and lift up a piece of board, and there would be like a big bag with a bunch of dime bags. Oh my gosh! In in there, <laughs> and uh, so we would buy we would buy from them, and um, and sometimes they were you know depending on, I don't know sometimes they were just angry. They would they would get like I don't know they would be in a bad mood. And um, so sometimes it was very shady when you went there, depending on what kind of mood they were in. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, would would these kind of dealers only have like weed, or would they have like a kind of like hash and kind of stuff like that, like more like oils? Would they have any stuff like that, or was it just kind of weed? It re- it really depends. It was predominantly weed. A funny story that in in the same place where we went there and we were looking for hash and. Uh, you know how I said, like, they were always, there was four or five guys always co- competing against each other for the business. And this one guy goes, yeah, 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 I got some hash. Come over and see me. So he, we said, great. We went over to see him. And he goes, actually, I don't have any hash, but my weed's much better. So, buy, so, 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 so he, yeah, he goes, so buy my weed. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, when, were there any, like, specific, like, strains that were like prominent back then. Like I know like some big ones before that, like I saw like, there was like white widow, there's like pinks, there's like certain cushions. Like, is there anything that you saw frequently or would buy frequently or would use frequently? There really wasn't any strains that I'm aware of. I'm, I'm sure there was strains, but I mean, we really didn't like back then we really didn't um, question it or care. You just take what you can get. We just take what we could get yeah. because I mean obviously being illegal it was, you know, you had to like, you know, just and and in, you know, when we were young, we just wanted to reach the weekend and find some pot or some hash mm-hmm. and and get high. Yeah. You know, and so we um you know, not, nothing was really specific and and uh, so we just kind of got what we could get. Yeah. That was kind of the case for me like when before I probably smoked for like 2 or 3 years before it was legal. And during that time, like in Brockville and stuff like that, when I'd find it, I'd like text the guy and be like, what kind is this? You'd be like, I don't fucking know. Like, right. Just smoke it, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, the way things are now is just, it, it just completely blows my mind how you can just walk into a shop and go and say, you know, this is the kind of thing I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And then, then, and then this is what they'll suggest. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like the, 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 you know, back in the eighties and the nineties, I mean, um, there was nothing like that. So, I mean, you bought where you could get it. And, you know, today it's just, like I said, it's, it's just so, it's, it's, it's still a bit of a shocker to walk in and, and buy it and have it in your car and not, and not really worry about it. Back then you were so worried about getting busted by the cops. Yeah. You know? Um, today, like, well, we'll get to, I'll, I'll get to that. I was going to more, I'm going to ask this. 
Okay. I want to go back to like your opinions on the market now, but do you have any like just any like f- like interesting stories or funny like crazy adventures or stories that like are linked to buying weed or smoking weed in your well youth, if you will? <laughs> yeah. Well, there was you know there was a couple of a couple of stories where places where I used to buy got raided by okay. the, by the cops. There's a funny story about this this one guy that lived in, in our apartment building complex, and we used to go buy hash from him. And he uh, was a, a complete slob. Like you would walk into his apartment, and it looked like you know, like you were in like severe in a severe ghetto situation. Yeah. And uh, so he said to us one day, he goes, "If you guys want some hash, you can come up and help clean my apartment." <laughs> right? No way. Yeah. What so so we went up there and did that and got some hash but he ended up get he ended up getting his apartment ended up getting raided from the police because he had like exorbitant amounts of pot and hash that he was dealing out of his apartment and funny story that happened from that like he had like I think like half a pound of hash which he threw over to the next balcony down and some kid got it he, so, like, threw it to sell it or, like... No, threw it because the cops were coming oh, in, yeah, yeah. so he threw it out, and some kid got it and picked it up no that, that lived there thought it, and thought maybe thought it was probably plaster scene or something like yeah. that because the guy, eventually he went to the door and said, hey, I threw something down there by accident. Can I get it back? And the kid just ripped off a piece and then gave him the rest back because the kid, I guess the kid thought it was plaster scene or something like okay. that. Okay. How old was the kid? Oh, I don't know. Oh, gee, young I don't know. kid. Well, yeah, young kid. It was pretty not not a good situation, <laughs> but it wasn't my situation. I just simply yeah, went and bought course. from there. So you know, and then there was one time where there was a guy, bunch of guys called the Murphys, where we used to go hang out, and they were just like a really rowdy, crazy bunch of characters yeah. who were always getting arrested, or always this, or always that, and and uh, their place got raided by the cops one time, and one t- my friend that lived there, Jamie. I hung out with the youngest brother named Jamie, who unfortunately is uh, homeless now or something. But anyway, you know, not going off topic. We, uh, I went there one day just to visit him. I wasn't even going there to buy anything. And I just walked out and all of a sudden there was a, like a city TV cameraman outside oh with a reporter oh standing, standing there like filming the house as I walked out. And uh, yeah. It was, it, you know, just some strange situations back then. Yeah, that sounds pretty crazy. I'm trying to think of, like, any I even went through before legalization, even after. There's, like, definitely been times where, like, we've turned in nothing crazy like that, but, like, turning into a parking lot to smoke kind of thing. And you just see three cops there, and you don't know what the fuck to do. You're just kind of frozen like a deer in the headlights. Well, That's the thing, too. Like, in Barrie, for some reason, the cop cars, even when you have nothing to hide, they seem very intimidating. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> it was weird. I mean, when I went to Cal, I went to California, and I was, I was staying in Hollywood, and uh, this because it's legal now in California, which is a state law, not a federal law, but it's legal there. And like all you could smell when you walked down the street was marijuana, and uh, we ended up finding a dispensary, and we did, we thought, well, because we're Canadians, once they see our ID, maybe they won't, maybe they won't sell to us. Yeah. But we went in there and we got some and they sold to us. And I remember it was just weird walking down Hollywood Boulevard and sparking a dube. Was that your first experience in a dispensary before Canada? It was. Really? It was, yeah. Before, okay, cool. before, before I even had a, before I even went to a dispensary in Canada, that was the first time I ever went to any dispensary. And uh, so, but it was fun. 
nice. <laughs> what are your thoughts on like how the how there's like I know you talked a little bit about it, but like, do you like the retail setting that is created now, or do you like do you prefer do you find that there's better stuff on the streets from where we've previously gotten kind of thing, or like, what are your opinions on that? It, it really depends. I mean, in my personal opinion, I prefer the dispensaries. Yeah, because you know it's just convenient. You can go in and they have many different strains, and you can and it's and it's in my opinion, it's very well grown. And, and very, you know, the, the smoke that you get, like the, the quality that you get is way different from trying to get it on, you know, getting it from a local street dealer. Yeah. And uh, with a street dealer, you're never, you never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And um, the prices may or may not be comparable. Maybe they're a little better getting it from a street dealer. Yeah, but, it all depends on the, on the producer, whoever yeah. grows it kind of thing. I mean, there is some stuff I got from... A guy I won't, you know, no names mentioned. Of course. But uh, I got it from him, and I smoked it, and it was fantastic. And he's he's like a street dealer. I've had similar similar stories yeah. about that, yeah. But, I mean, for me, for, for my comfort zone, I would rather just not do it. Like, I, I just like the convenience of having a dispensary. Well, it's easier to walk into a store rather than, like, text a guy who's going to be like, yeah, man, I'm on my way, and then he actually doesn't come for, like, three hours. And yeah. then when he gets there, he's been sitting on the weed in his car, yeah, and he's yeah. just giving you flat bullshit, nothing, and you're just like, "Well, that's what it. was this all for?" Well, that's it. <laughs> I mean, and the stuff like we used to buy back in back in the '80s and '90s, there was a lot of seeds, yeah, in the mix, a lot of stuff like that, and and you get that with uh, with guys that sell like out of their house or whatever, right? I mean, with obviously, as you are well aware, if you go to a dispensary, you don't have any, you don't get any of that. You just get the for the most part, for, yeah. For the most part, you get pure bud. Mm-hmm. Right, which is great. Have you? How did you smoke, like joints, or did you use pipe, or back then, or like? We use various methods. I mean, uh, we smoked. Um, is there any methods like that I wouldn't know? Maybe I don't know if you've ever done a bottle toke. I was done. I probably. I think I've done a bottle toke. We used to do bottle tokes, and what you would do is take like a a liter of like a distilled pop. water. Oh, like a pop, a pop yeah, yeah, a pop bottle. And it, whether it was plastic or glass, you would get a like if it was glass, we would actually put a rock in the okay. bottle and go like and 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 try and smash the rock out to get a hole in the bottom of it. Oh. And we would take a cigarette because we all smoked cigarettes back then. Yeah. And put a piece of hash on the cigarette and put it in the bottle and okay. and hold the bottle closed until it filled up with hash smoke and then smoke it out of the like just, just kind of drag it, it off drag it out of the bottle okay nice. It, we did like a lot of hot knives that's um, like it's just like right on the induct is it induction is that what it's called it, I don't it, even know. it's right on the stove yeah we right do on it right the, the stove okay. you you would take two how do you, uh, how do you even do that <laughs> you would take two butter knives like the stoves now back days sorry back in those days the every stove was a coiled stove a coiled heater okay so you could take the butter knives and put them in the coils and let them heat up right turn turn the coil on the heater on on the stove and let that heat up and you would just take little break off little pieces of hash and just dab the hash with one knife and and then and then put the other knife over the over the hash the other the other piece and let it burn and smoke it but i mean that was very 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 harsh yeah i mean we would cough our lungs out after got the job done (laughs) but you you would cough like crazy after that is there any, like, how long until, like, Nanny, like, who is my grandma, your mom, like, 
how is she with your whole like with you smoking like did she know like how long how when did she find out what was your journey with with her in that kind of area she didn't know she suspected <laughs> she suspect i'm sure she suspected yeah you know um i mean there was one time where she found my hash knives she found my, your hash knives like my my what do you call it the hot knives the hot knives yeah. and she walked out to me and goes what are these like she found them somewhere and i said I don't know. I, uh, hopefully she doesn't hear this. You ha- I, you keep separate knives for them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully she doesn't hear this, but I mean, I couldn't believe she believed my story. <laughs> like, I said I used them for my bike because I couldn't find a screwdriver to fix my bike. <laughs> <laughs> and she believed it. That's funny. I'm sure Nanny doesn't even know and, how to open Spotify, and, so she won't be able to listen to this. <laughs> until, she, until she went to my high school. She went for a high school... Um, like a take your kid to her parent-teacher interview? It wasn't even a parent-teacher interview. It was just parents only. And they educated her on drugs and everything like that. They had that kind of program then. They had that at my school back then. What was your what, what school did you go to? I went to a, a school back then called Drury High. Where whereabouts was that? That was in Toronto. Okay. And um, so she went to that school to find out or to have this meeting with the teachers, and they educated her on everything. So when she found out, she came back that night and confronted me. About the knives. How many? Kids, <laughs> how many kids after that meeting got caught? Oh my god! For smoking weed, like it was bad. Oh my god! I used to like stupidly get high and go to class. Yeah. And uh, which was a big mistake, <laughs> big mistake because I couldn't focus. So. Depends on the class. Sometimes I I, I I like would never smoke um, before like lectures, but there were very very odd times where Liam and I would like have a bowl. For like a dance class. Yeah. And for some reason, it just loosened us the fuck up. And we would yeah. kill it every class. It was awesome. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I mean... Um, it's still like not a good idea necessarily, but like it's... Well, it, it helps worked. you. It if helps. it helps, it helps, right? I mean, I've been... Uh, you know, I switch... As you, obviously, as you know, I switch jobs. Mm-hmm. And it's a very laborious job. And when I come home, I'm very... I wouldn't say tired, but well, yeah, tired, but I mean more like a little bit of in pain, yeah, back pain, leg pain from walking all day. And I've been smoking quite frequently now. Um, and Mm -hmm. I find it just helps, you know, it's more to me more now, like I still enjoy smoking recreationally, but I mean, for me nowadays at my age being 52 and working a job in, you know, doing labor all day. I mean, I find it, it just helps uh, with uh, relaxing me more and with the pain, right? I might give so. you some oil, let, let you have some oil that I have downstairs that might help, really help. I'll take, I'll take anything you got, man. <laughs> I always, I, I always <laughs> like to give my dad joints. So I always like to give him the new stuff I'm trying to. Um, what else was I going to, what was I going to ask? Uh, like what stuff, what brands, if you know any, do you, are you smoking today? Like, do you have any that you frequent? I guess what what was it that I usually smoke? Is it the indica? The, the, indi- the I think you, the ones I the cigarette ones I bring, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're smoking the Redican ones then? Yeah. The uh, wa- they're they're called Wapa, the one you're smoking. I mean, I usually go to uh, you know a place in town, like a dispensary in town, and get. Uh, it's called I, the Den, right? I was e- there yesterday. Actually. It's either the Den or One Plant. Yeah. And um, you know, so I've been getting into Shatter, which I kind of like. You got that Rad Shatter, the Pink Kush. Yeah, I got right. I got this I got this other stuff the other day. I forget the name of it now, but I went to the den and got a gram of uh, shatter. Okay, nice. It's, it's a different stuff. But how do you smoke that? Do it's a, a it's a shatter pen. 
Oh, you have the pen for I it? Have, okay. I have a shatter pen, yeah. Oh, that pen. I know I know what you're talking about, like the 510, the cartridge one yeah. that, twi- that twists in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, nice. Yeah. And uh, I find I bought like a sativa pen, like that's already preloaded. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't care for that. Like I, I might even just give that to you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'll I, take it, why not? I don't care. I don't particularly care for it. I'm I'm more into the the you know, the joints and uh, the shatter. And I and I and uh, I don't mind I use a pipe every now and again. I've been on a huge joint kick. Like I've been like uh like I have like four, five or six glass pieces probably downstairs in the kitchen, and I've probably only been smoking joints for like a couple of weeks now. Oh yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, good. <laughs> well, I came home last night and was just like stressed out and tired from the day, and I smoked one. Of, you know those little one of those little small ones that I bought, those yeah. four pack small ones. I think I had one of those actually. They were nice. Yeah, they were nice. I forgot I, what they were. I wish I knew what they were. And I smoked that and uh, was very 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 relaxed and pain free. Nice. So had a yeah. good had a nice relaxing evening. Awesome. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk about music for a second. Okay. What do you let like um at the end of this podcast we're going to like put one or two or a couple of your mu- or your songs at the end of it so people could just sit back. Okay. Smoke some weed and enjoy it. Sounds good. You want to talk about your music a little bit? What your journey with that has been? What you like? What you like to play? Well, I've been playing Whatever music. you're comfortable with. <laughs> I've been playing music since I was 15. I'm a, I'm actually a bass player. And, a great one. Uh, oh, thank you. Very <laughs> much. Thank you very much. Don't just say bass player. He rips. <laughs> I've played in lots of bands all across Toronto and all across Ontario. And uh, now I'm in Barrie and playing in a band in Barrie. We're actually jamming tonight. Do you know? Do you have a name? Uh, the name of the band is called The Vinyl Frontier. I like that. I really like that name. Yeah. That's like my favorite band name. I think you've had some. <laughs> the Vinyl Frontier. The Vinyl Frontier. We're a cover band. That's but I, really cool. But I also do my own original music on SoundCloud under Bass Remnants and under Rage Focus. So if you're ever on SoundCloud and you want to check that out, feel free to do that. Right on. And uh, so, yeah. So I, uh, I love music and I've been playing since I was 15. I'm now 52. And I'm still, music keeps me young. And I'm still, uh, you know, still going. Right so yeah. Awesome. Who are your? We like to do. We'll we'll, we'll kind of fade out now. Okay. So then, thank you for coming today. Then. Oh, Dad. thank you for having me. I, I'd love for you to come back so we can actually like have an episode where we actually like light up and. Yeah. Talk it's about just, it and stuff. I'm, I know you got stuff to do today. Yeah, <laughs> I got stuff to do today, so I can't be loaded. No worries. Or, we're we're doing it a little a little in the afternoon too. I don't want to zoot you too much. Yeah, we will later. But we like to do. <laughs> I like to do a couple things at the end of the episode. One of them is the sesh song of the week. So, like, do you have a song? Like, what's, like, one of your favorite songs right now that you're listening to all the time? Like, when you're cooking, smoking, playing, if you're playing it? Uh, well, one of the songs that I really like is a song called Heat Above by Greta Van Fleet. That's a great song, yeah. And I've been, I think I may have talked about it on this as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, uh, no offense to the band, I'm not a huge fan of Greta Van Fleet, if yeah. that's the correct name. I think it's Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van yeah. Fleet. Um, but I really like that song, and I've been listening to that a lot. Nice. I've listened to this song called Dragon Ball Do-Rag. Oh, yeah? By someone named Thundercat. Oh, Thundercat I've heard is not too bad. You like Thundercat? I haven't heard any of his stuff. Check out, like uh, player. check out um, check out Silk Sonic one day. Okay. It's some good shit. Some groovy, funky shit. Cool. Right there. Also, I'll, we end out with uh, what are you what are you smoking? Like, what's the, we'll go with, what's the last thing you smoked? Uh, the last thing I smoked was last night I had some shatter. So that was that pink kush then, probably right on. Yeah, and you're gonna smoke. I gave you one of those um, Tommy Chong, a great grape galena or jalina. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's okay. 
by Tommy's Craft, which is like the Canadian, Tommy Chong's Canadian brand, which is what I learned yesterday. Yeah, I met Tommy so, Chong. Really? Yeah. Where? Uh, at Yuck Yucks. He did a show there. That's in Toronto? That's in Toronto, yeah. We went to a show there and I met him after the show. Was he doing stand-up? He was doing stand-up, yeah. I forgot that he did stand-up too. Yeah, he's a pretty nice guy. Right on. You got that like signed jean jacket from them too, correct? Uh, signed shirt. Signed shirt? Yeah. Okay, right on. That was when he just first got out of prison. Awesome. Yeah. You know... Um, you know who Howie, Howie Mandel, the comedian? Yes. I think he got to start a Yuck Yucks too, just to like veer off the path. Like someone was listening to a podcast and he said that someone dared him to go on stage. Oh, yeah. And that's just how everything started. I thought that was really cool. Cool. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Dad, I love you. Love you too, man. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And for the last few minutes of this podcast, enjoy some sweet music, some sweet, sweet, sultry tunes by my father. Oh, thank you. And now for something completely different. All right, guys, sit back and enjoy some music. This first song is called The Spider's Garden.
Hope you enjoyed that, guys. This next song is called Groove on This.
All right, guys, this is the last song, and what a great song it is. This one is called Afterlife Journey. So get that really, really strong joint you have, Savin', and start smoking. <laughs> 